In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset today, everybody. And I really am practicing my Million Dollar Mindset today because I've just been thinking all day long about how grateful I am. I just returned from four days with my mom and uh, visiting her at, at her house down in Southern Illinois. And that may not sound so exciting, but you know what? My mom is going to be 89 years old next month. And I'm telling you, she can outdo me at a shopping mall. She is creative. She is funny. She is, I just got her all set up on Skype so that she can be in touch with us on Skype and on Facebook and all these amazing things. And I am just so grateful to have this wonderful woman in my life. And so I'm just kind of buzzing around on cloud nine today, realizing that, uh, you know, for a middle-aged person that I am, it feels really, really good to say mom is, is, is still my very best friend. So how about you today? What, what are you feeling today? Are you working on that million dollar mindset? Are you practicing your gratitude or are you finding that really hard to do? Are you experiencing what our guest today calls the big blank, the big blank, feeling empty, dissatisfied, or bored. Now, according to our guest today, author Michelle Gamble-Risley, that women between the ages of 35 to 60 often experience these feelings, wondering sometimes, is that all there is? Is this all I have to look forward to? Michelle says that the big blank is often rooted in major life change, but can also sneak up very gradually and for no apparent reason. So if you have stumbled across this show today or or tuned in because you read about it online, you know you're in a good place if you're ready to create some change. And so let me introduce you to this fabulous author uh, who wrote The Second Bloom. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Well, good morning. I mean, good morning on the West Coast anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And uh, let's see, we're uh, one o'clock here. So we've got people from all the time zones. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. I just got back from a long vacation in the Northwest and I'm all ready to get back to work on uh, my publishing company, which actually is uh, not really connected to Second Bloom, but uh we talked about that earlier, about how I manifested this company, and we are on our 21st book and just celebrated our first anniversary. 
Oh, my goodness. My goodness. That is, congratulations. That's amazing. I know you've got so much going on in your life that I, I can't even speak to it all. You've got that company. You've been um, published in, in national and regional magazines. You've been on, what, CNN, if I recall, um, yeah, I've been on CNN, NBC, or excuse me, ABC. Ah. <laughs> NBC might not appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, definitely this show, I think, is a really good example of manifesting your dreams. And Second Bloom is really a reflection of how I made a major life change and was very um, surprised, not, not because I don't believe in myself, but surprised at how easy it was and how it dramatically shifted how I felt about myself, how I felt about my family life, everything, and it all fell into place. And 3L Publishing, um, which is 3LPublishing.com, really was the third bloom for me. Um, But it's all blooming great, and I hope that I can help your listeners today understand that any fear that you have is actually bogus, that when you Mm -hmm. go after your dreams with purpose and commitment and passion, and those, I think, are the three most essential ingredients that it will all work out. And I always like to say, too, that success is in the mind of the beholder. So, you know, I'm not just talking about material wealth. Um, I think success is how we feel about it. Are you there? Hello? Hello. Yes, I'm here. It's you're cutting hey. out. I don't. Uh oh. I'm not sure what's going on. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay. Sorry about that. Oh my Probably goodness, my that's phone. strange. Well, we will edit that out for anyone listening live. Sorry about that little faux pas. Um, but we'll edit that out for our, our um, iTunes downloads. Thanks for letting me know. Um, but, but what I was saying was one of the questions that I ask my clients uh, when they first come into coaching, I, I state it like this. I say success is different for everyone. What does success mean for you? And I coach female entrepreneurs. And, you know, it, of course, it's, it's like family, feeling good about myself, feeling in integrity and all these things. And money um, almost seems to always come last. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know what? I don't know if that's necessarily more feminine, but I think it is because I think men are tend to be driven by different values or what they think is important. And I'm not saying that men don't feel that things like family are important or anything yeah. like that. I just, in talking to thousands of women over this last couple of years and finding out what matters to them, I've definitely discovered that money tends to fall actually toward the bottom of the list. Um, I know for me, it wasn't just about money, but money has as a side effect come as part of the changes that I made. So it did fall in there and it mattered to me. I don't want to act like money doesn't matter, but I don't know if you've ever read the book, um, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. But what I, I love that he, it's a great book. It's actually The Secret is based a little bit on that book. And what he says is that God wants us to live in abundance, and he doesn't want us to be deprived. And I think that when we bring abundance into our life, that material wealth tends to 
kind of come with that if you're pursuing your dreams with as much as I said, the passion and the purpose. And I know for me that it definitely just kind of followed along and um, it just made everything easier, really. So, Yeah, I couldn't agree more. In fact, my show next week, um, my EFT radio show is going to be about, you know, money and spirituality. Can they really be one in the same? And I really believe they are because we're put here, right, to be very, to be happy and live in joy. And if that's what brings you joy, (laughs) yeah. Uh, So, Michelle, oh, this is so much fun. I I love having these conversations with kindred spirits. This is great. Thanks for being here. Um, Oh, more than happy. So, Michelle, let's tell us a little bit before we go into our first break. Tell us a little bit about your story. I mean, did you actually feel the big blank in your life at some point? My story, and I teach this in our workshops, um, my story has to do with my kids. I was reproductively challenged in my household. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I first got married, I was focused on my career um, because as a writer, because I really consider myself a writer first and the rest of it kind of falls into place. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very consumed with, you know, doing my thing and being successful, of course. But then when I was about age 28, we decided to start a family and, you know, it didn't work. And so for about three years in there, um, we were trying to determine how, what was going to work for us to have our children and to have our family. And that turned into a 10 year, um, experience of reproduction. I just say it's my, my years of being completely focused on my, uh, menstrual cycle. <laughs> mm, wow. How fun is that? <laughs> oh, not really. Oh, no. <laughs> and, um, so in that 10 year period, my, my passions and what was important to me in terms of my career focus was put on the back burner. It didn't matter that I wasn't being treated the way I wanted to be treated at work. It didn't matter whether or not I was being promoted as I should. Uh, money became only a means to an end to pay for in vitro, honestly. So I, of course, cared about what I was doing at work, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't being in the moment as, as I am now. I'm always in the moment now, and I really was suppressing my feelings and dealing with it because... I was so completely consumed with having my children. And so that would be what I would call my big blank, was just kind of tuning it all out, tuning the unhappiness out and coping. I was really in cope mode for that full 10 years. Well, in uh, 2004, I had my daughter. There's a six-year difference between my son and my daughter. My son is 12, and she's six now. And um, at about age... 37, 38, I really started to loathe what I was doing. I, I didn't, it was like waking up from something and going, wait a second, you know what? I deserve better than this. I, I don't like how these people treat me. Um, you know, I, I kind of had like a, from a frying pan into the fire experience where I, my first job, I, um, I asked for a measly raise, and I hadn't had a raise in a couple of years. I asked for like a $3,000 a year raise, which when you put that per hour is nothing. Right. <laughs> and I had just right. made them a lot of money as well. So it was really just absurd that they were saying no. 
And it was like I just had it. You know what I mean? I had just had it. And I was working obnoxious hours, and I'd had my daughter finally. So here I am working obnoxious mm-hmm. hours. I have my new baby that I had tried for years and years to have. And am I spending time with her? No. I'm sucked into a job where they're not treating me right. Right. And, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you, you have that kind of hard, whoa, wait a second. I struggle to have these children that I'm not spending time with at a job where they're not treating me the way I deserve to be treated. And believe me. There's a difference between deserved and entitlement. Right. And there absolutely is. And we're going to go into break in a moment. And uh, we'll come back and talk more about that because deserved and entitlement, that's a great um, point. Thanks. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend It principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out GirlfriendIt.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with Michelle Gamble-Risley, and Michelle completely understands what it feels like to check your spirit at the door and go on autopilot. Because after 10 years of struggling in the corporate world to find personal fulfillment, she left her 
job to start her own business and enjoy, actually spend time with and enjoy the family that she struggled to bring into the world. And going into break, Michelle, you were making a great point saying that deserving versus entitlement are two different things. So elaborate on that a bit, will you? Because I think that's great. Well, um, I think, first of all, women have a really hard time understanding what they truly deserve. Mm-hmm. And I find also that some people just get into a mode and they think they're entitled to things, meaning that they should just be given these things automatically, that they haven't earned them or they should just get them. Um, I see a lot of younger folks that often will come into corporate with that entitlement mentality. I've done X, so now I'm entitled to Z. Right. Um, deserve is when you've worked and you paid your dues and you've done what you should be doing and um, you deserve to be treated a certain way because you've done the steps. And in my case, I deserved that tiny little, I deserve more than that. <laughs> and so ah. when they said no, my, my healing self was saying, you know what, I deserve better. I, I can't keep doing this. These, pe- these people don't deserve to have me. And so I quit. And I moved on. I had already had a job lined up. But again, as I mentioned earlier, from the frying pan into the fire, here goes the fire. So I spent my last year working for a woman that I call Captain Crazy. And when I say this woman was, yeah, funny now, not then. Not then. <laughs> Um, she literally would send me endless emails throughout the night. She had insomnia. I don't know what her problem was. The first day of the job, I realized she had lied to me about what the job entailed, the benefits, everything. She was literally crazy. And I, I document this in Second Bloom, too, how, you know, oh, well, I'm committed. I'm, I'm going to hang into this situation. You know, I, I mean, I knew from the first day I walked onto that job I was in trouble, and, um, you know, she was just disrespectful to her staff, uh, just lying, you know, lacking all the things that, again, when you look at what's important to you, um, integrity, that she had no integrity. Um, and I could go on and on. She literally would say, you know, send me an email and admitted she was on Valium. I mean, I didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. So um, she wrote me, this is a great story about self-empowerment. She wrote me uh, this really nasty email after I had warned her about this particular client. She writes me this diatribe, and this was not unusual for her. And um, my husband happened to be sitting there. It was on a Saturday, of course, you know, because people who are crazy have no boundaries. And I read the, the letter to my husband, and he said, I will give you seed money if you will quit right now, but you have to do it right now. <laughs> Oh, how sweet is that? And I turned to my desk and I said, I quit. I'm done. I resigned. That was on my 40th birthday. Oh. What, what a great birthday present. What a great birthday present was. from your husband. Uh-huh. It was the best birthday present ever, period. Changed my life. That moment changed my life. Um, I, I also want to share that I had some health issues and through um, really taking the stress out of my life and starting this company and getting on a whole different track, I'm now completely in remission. So oh my um, 
it just really goes to show mind over matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it really does. My goodness. I Yes, I've heard so many wonderful stories like that, and you are absolutely right. If you can really focus on perfect health and change your life and empower yourself and take the steps, the 10 steps that we're going to hear about soon, um, you can do amazing things, including healing. And it's miraculous. Wow. It, it is. I, I had a rheumatoid arthritis. I'm completely in remission. So, <gasps> wow. wow. Yeah, it is. Wow. It's wow to be pain-free for the first time in my life. So, uh, well, since I was in my 20s when I got it. Um, so let's move on to the 10 steps, okay? Because yes, I can't wait. I have to say that um, I did not use these 10 steps when I left but I did naturally use them. It wasn't like I plotted this out. (laughs) Well, sure, right. And then you went back and you you formulated what you did and put it into writing with your your fellow author, Anne-Marie Smith, right? Exactly. So uh, the great thing about this book is that it has a plan. Most of us are not taught to plan. And um, this plan is a fold-out in the back of the book. And so you can pull it out. And you can, you know, the stories. I was like, I would tell women, you should sit down and just read the book. It's stories of ordinary women and how they change their lives, and then enjoy it. And then when you're done, do the exercises or take a workshop, whatever works for you. So um, I can't really go through all ten steps because that's in, like a three-hour process. Right. But I'm I'm going to pick my four favorite steps. Um, and then I'm going to tell you why they're my favorite and. Uh, you know, go through that, just describing it to the readers. But um, step one is what is your inner voice telling you? Um, A lot of women that I run into will, oh, my God, what, I don't, I don't, what inner voice? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, And even terms like being in the present, you know, sometimes we have to realize everybody is embarking on this journey in a different way at a different time in their life with a different level of knowledge. So, sure. Yeah, and you have to quiet all of the other voices, <laughs> and that mm-hmm. includes your family and your friends, and because <laughs> yeah. everybody's going to try and tell you what you need and want, so you need to quiet all that. I recommend, this works for me, I usually will close my bedroom door, I'll lie on the bed, and I'll, or I'll take a bath or a shower. Those are my quiet times. Those are when you can hear the truth. Your inner voice is going to tell you what you really, really want. Now, there are steps to get what you really, really want. Uh But I would like really like to tell women to go for it and not hold back because I think that sometimes our dreams can seem like impossible to us or scary or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, But let set all, setting all your fears aside, and I think fear is such a huge thing that holds so many people back. But yeah. I want to say really quickly too: I have every fear that you probably have had out there, you listeners. Believe me, I've had those fears, and I had to get over it. It's why it's why I spent so much time in corporate because I was afraid to go out on my own and to do and live my dreams. So believe me, I've walked in your shoes. But I also really want to encourage people to understand that when you get over all that stuff and you set it aside and you just go for it, your fear just kind of falls to the wayside. And I want to say too really fast that within six months of leaving corporate, I had tripled my income. 
Wow. So, That's fast. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. And so letting that go and just empowering myself and feeling good about myself and my confidence levels off the charts. I mean, now I get up in front of audiences and I do like stand-up routines with my business partner, Michelle Smith. Plug, love Michelle. She's like the best human being on the planet. If she's listening, <laughs> love you, Michelle. Um, you know, I can't believe that I do that now. It's I would never in a million years have actually thought that I could be funny or whatever into a crowd. So um, (laughs) there you go. So that's your first step is what is your inner voice telling you? And that's really defining whatever it is that your issues are, what's holding you back. I mean, I can't answer that question for you. But, you know, you have to tune into your own needs and your own desires. I really like to compare this to the guidance counselor question. If you had a million dollars, what would you really be doing with your life? That is your dream. You can answer that question. That's your dream. So whatever you're afraid of with that, set it aside. And what about people? I've, I've had people say this to me. I don't know. I don't know how that would change my life. I can't even think about it because it seems and feels so impossible. Well, that's the fear again, talking, Mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, it's impossible. I can't do it. It's all your barriers, which is wonderful about Second Bloom, because later in in the book, instead of looking at the barriers, we turn the barriers into how-to. If that's a barrier for you, whatever that may be, in my case, it was, you know, I used to think that freelancing and getting clients was really, really hard, so I can't do this. You know, I don't have time Uh to do that, and it's just too hard. Right. But when but when you sit down and go, okay, how how do I get a client? What would be the steps involved in getting a client? Mm-hmm. And and I'm not focusing anymore on the actual issue or the barrier. I'm focusing on how to get over the barrier. Mm-hmm. And if I and if I don't have the answer to that, then um, I go out and I find people that can like yourself. You're a coach. I read that on your site. Right. I I find somebody that can help me you know, get over that or tell me how to get over it or give me advice or consultation, whatever it might be for you. Right. And coaching and mentoring is um, an amazing way to bring that out. Um, Just like the bath, shower, the meditation, the walking, you know, coaching takes it to a whole nother level. Perfect. So step number one, what is your own inner voice telling you? What's the next favorite step? My, um, my next one um, is actually identifying your values. That's actually step three. Step two, I'll just tell you what it is. Your happiness matters and describe the significant. And I'll just briefly say that if you don't change your life, what does it mean for the rest of your life? And for me, it would have meant, you know, probably continuing to be uh, unwell <laughs> yeah. and not, not spend time with my kids who were babies and basically be angry all the time and that of course anger is uh results in depression because depression is anger turned inward mm-hmm. and so does that sound like happiness no no, <laughs> no, no in my life anyway <laughs> no it's called miserable and um i used to also think about being a writer i don't know if you ever heard this but a lot of writers like maya angelou said that they didn't really start like creatively coming into their own until their 40s very interesting. So when I was in my 20s and 30s, I thought, well, I have my 40s. Well, I was about to turn 40. So the question became, well, what am I waiting for? 
Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to hear that answer. And we'll be back from this break in just a few minutes. Michelle, thank you. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. It's time. Time for some R&R. Sure, rest and relaxation is good, but reinvention and re-energizing is even better. Time for some R&R with Rachel Wright. Happens Tuesdays at noon, 11 a.m. Central. Part of the Her Inside Network. You see, when life throws you a curveball such as divorce, the arrival of twins, a loss of a job, or you just seem to be stuck in a rut of your everyday routine, R&R offers you the escape you're seeking. Rachel will introduce you to friends who have been there and done that and chose to reinvent their lives. They will share stories on how they have successfully coped with mind-bending situations. And instead of being a victim of circumstances, they have decided to sit in the driver's seat and take control of the course their life will take. And most importantly, they're enjoying the ride. Check out Rachel's books and her website at themotherofreinvention.com. Plus her page on Facebook, Time for Some R&R. It's time for reinvention and re-energizing. Time for Some R&R. With Rachel Wright, Tuesdays at noon, 11 a.m. Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. Let's chat it up with Bloom Talk with Barb Scala on Toginet. Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. And find out how women are growing, blossoming, and blooming in their friendships and careers, health, and so much more. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. Check out our website, bloomwithbarb.com. Whether you want to transplant your life or just do a little pruning, Bloom Talk will inspire you to cultivate the lifestyle you want to live. Join lifestyle coach and co-author of Sanity Savers, Barb Scala, each week on Bloom Talk and sprout your dreams. Grow your life. I hear a lot from women. I want meaning in my life. I want a fulfilling life. I want to do something that's exciting. and I can control my life instead of my life controlling me. I can tell the world this is who I am and, and this is what I'm all about. Barb will introduce you to dynamic guests and real women who are redesigning, re- building and reinventing their own lives and bloomstorm how you can dream create and grow the lifestyle you want to live it's bloom talk with barb scala thursday afternoons at three eastern two central on toginet.com welcome back to the million dollar mindset if you're ready for a big change in your work your career your happiness your life it all starts with attitude and marla is here to help it's the million dollar mindset part of the her inside network on toginet.com and now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're here today learning about your opportunity for a second bloom. Ten steps to reinvent, rejuvenate, and realize a new life with co-author Michelle Gamble-Risley. And going into break, Michelle, you uh, you realized, you, you're telling us the story of how you realized that if you didn't change your life, there was a really, really high cost, right? And that's your happiness matters, and that's one of your steps. That's absolutely. I mean, our happiness does matter. We're not here on the face of the earth just to walk through life and um, be miserable. <laughs> we're not, right. you know, that's, that's not what we're here to do. We have the opportunity to live our life to the fullest, and I think sometimes people just get caught up in the doing of it, the just getting by day to day. But for me, there were a lot of questions swirling around, and one of them being, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? I mean, right. you know what? That's 
I think it hits a lot of people as we approach middle age. And I mean, I'm always loath to say I'm middle age, but <laughs> I know I hate that term. <laughs> Who <Middle> me? <laughs> we have to come up with something much more fun than that. All right. <laughs> Yeah, well, the only good part I like about it is when um, I'm at parties and I'm all dressed up and people will be, you know, shocked at my age. I love to tell them my age to shock them now, so (laughs) I don't think that, uh, I don't think that the, you know, our yesterday's mother's 40 looks the same as today myself. (laughs) Absolutely not. I totally agree with you there. Uh, So Um, your next favorite, favorite step, you said, is step number three. This is my all-time favorite in the whole book. Um, even when I was working with my co-author, Anne-Marie Smith, um, she, how I defined your values surprised her. She had sort of a different way of looking at what are your values, and I basically put a different spin on it that she was really delighted with. Um, women have a very interesting tendency. I found this when I was working in corporate. They would all sit around and tell me, and at this company in particular, how they were really a family-oriented company, and these women were absolutely 200% committed to their families. Now, here's, here's the uh, contradiction. These very same women who were vowing that they were family-oriented uh, mm-hmm. were traveling on the road three weeks out of the month. Right, to keep that family afloat. And so you have to explain to me how you can be family-oriented and say you value family when you see your children one week out of the month and somebody else is raising them. Yeah, Yeah. that is. That's where we need to be spending the majority of our time is in our top three values, and most people don't. Most people, and again, this is the problem, is I'm not saying women didn't genuinely value their families. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But can you say that's truly what you value when you're not home? And that, to me, it's like you have to really ask yourself, do I really, you know, I always say to audiences, don't, this isn't a confessionary. I'm not trying to get you to go, oh, I'm a bad mom. That's not what this is about. (laughs) Right. It's about being true to yourself. And for me, say that my kids were the most important thing to me, yet I wasn't in their lives as much as I felt I should be anyway. I mean, I didn't want to give up my career, but I've now really carved out a life for myself that is much more balanced, and I work out of my home. Michelle and I will never, ever have a converter office. We don't need to. You know, that gets into a whole other category of who you are. But um, the point is that, I've crafted a life for myself that enables me to be true to my values, okay? So there is no hidden contradiction underneath this all. When I say that I'm committed to my kids, I'm committed to my kids. But women who are really yearning to be committed mothers, and it's not just about motherhood. There's other values in here, too. But this is a good example. Mm-hmm. They're yearning to be the kind of mother they have in their heads that they want to be, yet they are traveling three weeks out of the, out of the month. This is a crux of unhappiness because they are not living their values. And, in fact, they are lying to themselves. They're often lying to people like myself who are looking at them sideways going, you don't even, mm-hmm. you're out of touch. You're not yeah. connected with what you're saying. And that in of itself, can create what we call the big blank. Mm-hmm. 
it's mm-hmm. it's that it's that friction. It's that friction between what I really want with my life and what I'm experiencing and what I'm truly living in my life. And when those things are out of sync with each other, that's where there's a deep underlying unhappiness because we know that if we want to be fully engaged with our families and we're not, then why would we be happy about that? So this journey that I'm on has been about being able to craft a life that reflects those values. And I've done it and I'm not unhappy anymore. Is there a values discovery process in the second bloom to help people understand what their values really are? Yes, that's part of the step is being able to write down what you genuinely value and then, of course, going through this process, taking a hard look at the reality of whether or not those things match up. Right. Um, And let me just say, too, if you really love traveling and being on the road Mm -hmm. and that's what you value, then get right with it and admit it to yourself. Again, I'm not, I don't right. want, you know, women all look at me and go, oh, that sounds so, cal-. you know what, that's okay. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. okay. It is okay because in the long run, you're going to be a better mom if you are satisfying your top values and, and that setting aside time for your family, that's quality time. Exactly. And that's why I just want to be clear, for me, not for everybody, but right. for me, that was important. That was in my top three values. So when I reconciled that and I created a life that could be in sync with those things, then I was much, much happier and I didn't feel guilty all the time. And oh my God, don't get into the guilt. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy guilt. I don't think there's a more powerful emotion on the face of this earth. (laughs) Oh, even just, I mean, it's so deeply ingrained in us, isn't it? It's like we can be walking around with little guilt sticks and don't even know we're feeling guilty. Oh, (laughs) I know. I know. It's amazing. And it's so uh, disempowering, if you will, because it just, if that seed is in your brain, it just grows and grows and grows. And it doesn't stop even once your kids are out of the house. You've got to nip it. (laughs) No, it's hard. And that's not an easy one to overcome. But again, another show. So, my favorite one is to get is, is step three, to, to reconcile your values, to really identify what it is that you truly is important to you, and no matter what that is, to basically line it up and make sure that you're okay with that. Now, if you love the whole corporate theme, for example, and you thrive in that, good, good for you. You don't need to make a change, but if there's something within the corporate theme that is making you unhappy, whether that's working for a tyrant of a boss like I was, don't live with it. You need to make a plan to change because it's not going to, that people don't change, okay? You know, hoping that your boss is going to get better like I did spending a year being basically abused, um, isn't, it's not going to change. And sticking it out doesn't make you a better person. It makes you a miserable person, <laughs> but it doesn't right. make you a better person. So um, the other one of my, my second favorite is actually step four, which is picture a joyful life and create your vision. This is where I think you'll really enjoy it because based on your questions, um, your vision board, this is your point to manifest all those wonderful things that you really want to bring forth into your life. And I love manifestation because it absolutely works. And I just say to people who are skeptics, why don't you try it before you knock it? (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Step into your power and give it a try. 
How exciting. So, so, so what kind of tips can you give people about creating that joyful life and, and creating your vision? Well, again, for me, my vision is something I meditate on. Mm-hmm. And especially if I'm having kind of a tough day with something, I really try to stick to my vision. Right now, we're in the process of selling our screenplay, which is a very, it's a comedy. And it's... <laughs> oh, how exciting! And Congratulations! Thank you. We had Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson read that screenplay in bed, and Drew Barrymore's production company has it, and they're um, basically going back and forth with our manager right now. This is the best manifestation I can give you. And um, we're basically, I can't name her name yet publicly, but we have a very huge Hollywood actress who is going to be meeting with us at the end of the month to talk about it. And the film is called CS. It's an acronym. Um, if, you've ever, oh. if you've ever gone to trade shows and you know they have like CES or TED and stuff, so uh-huh. you, you can imagine that the acronym here, CS, is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, it sounds hysterical. I can't wait. Okay, so what, two years from now, a year from now, when are we going to see this on the silver screen? <laughs> um, probably knowing that I had a movie made already in the 90s, so knowing the production process, probably about a year and a half, two years, um, yeah. we're hoping to get a formal offer. It's hysterically funny. I mean, if you've ever had to go to all the trade shows that I've had to go to and see how oh. people behave, it just really oh. is a send-up of that. And um, everybody who's read it has really loved it. We haven't had anybody who hasn't liked it. So, But that's really, I mean, that's a hard business, as uh, I don't know if you know yeah. or not, but it's very hard yeah. to break into Hollywood. And that's a perfect example of manifestation and just going for it. I don't let anything get in my way. If I want something, I go for it. I put it on my vision board. I have my vacation home on my vision board. I have my convertible Lexus on my vision board. I wrote myself a check for $8 million that's on my vision board. I have to tell you what's really funny about that check is that when all is said and done, I think that's about the amount that we're going to receive for CS. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. And it's coming. It's coming to you. So, you know, this is one thing I love to talk about. When you create your vision board, how do you use it? I have it next to my desk. I, okay. you know, I could tell manifestation stories oh, from here to eternity. I, um, I also have the secret over my desk, and I met uh, one of the contributors um, uh, last uh, last summer, Lisa Nichols. She contributed to the secret, and as yeah. I'm meeting her and I'm telling her I love her, she invites us to a private party that night, and I'm sitting there, and it occurs to me that I not only. <laughs> Use manifestation so strongly that I managed to manifest one of the authors to the uh-huh. secret in my life. <laughs> <laughs> how much closer can you get, right? Oh, exactly. How fun. How um, fun. Uh, well, we're going to go into another one of our wonderful breaks here. And um, I'm just enjoying this so much, manifesting wonderful things. And everybody can do it. So thank you, Michelle. We'll be back in a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Hey, you living the dream like Nina and Cindy? Sweet jeans are made of these. 
Were you shocked by the Chuck E. Cheese calamities, diaper dilemmas, and major mom minivan mishaps? Then get ready to share it with Living the Dream Moms with Nina Fry and Cindy Schmitzer, Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. And as Nina and Cindy say, if you're thinking it, we're saying it. It's your chance to discuss, share, and learn from two moms who have been there, done that, and got the t-shirts. Check out their website, ltdchix.com. Living the Dream Moms is all about all things moms have to deal with daily. Nina and Cindy are two ordinary frazzled moms who admit when they need help and do their best to research and discuss topics that are not always talked about. Living the Dream Moms are just two real women who are discussing the trials and tribulations and triumphs of everyday mom lives. You are not alone. It's Living the Dream Moms with Nina Fry and Cindy Schmitzer. Thursday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Inside Network on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Well, I'm sure you're all convinced by now that you have to get a copy of this wonderful book, Second Bloom, 10 Steps to Reinvent, Rejuvenate, and Realize a New Life. And you can do that by going to second-bloom.com. That's second-bloom.com. And you can learn more about our guest today, Michelle Gamble-Risley, who is just a master of manifestation. You go, girl! (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's all about having fun and um, staying positive and just going for it. I just, you know, fear is, and, and that's one of the other steps that's my, not my favorite, but uh-huh. I think it's an important step, which is step six, which is overcoming the fear. Fear is just a waste of energy. It is. It is a waste is. of energy because if you start flipping everything that is a negative in your fears, you know, if, if you're afraid I can't walk this direction and you instead walk that direction, and as you go through the experience and the journey of it, you're going to discover that nothing bad will ever really happen from it. It's like our fears mm-hmm. are just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they really do get in the way, don't they? <laughs> you know, and I mean, sometimes when I just have stuff creep up on me, it's like I have to actually stop and go, what, what, is, what is that? Yeah. And I'll give you a really good example because we're in the process of, kind of negotiating back and forth on the screenplay. It's a very exciting thing. It's kind of surreal, to be honest, because it's like when mm. I found out Tom Hanks read it in bed, I didn't even know how to react. You know, it's just, 
<laughs> That's just a wonderful picture to conjure up, too. <laughs> it, it is, and, you know, but when we were told about it, I honestly, I felt like I just kind of, like, lifted out of my body just realizing that Tom Hanks knew my name. Like, how bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so exciting. You know, so, you know, just in the middle of that, I had a friend of mine write me a note because we were initially in the discussions, um, an option number was thrown out, and I don't want to do an option. An option means that they aren't necessarily going to make it. They're just holding it to make it, okay? And so a friend of mine, um, who ha- actually is one of our authors, uh, he wrote A Feast at the Beach, which, oh, I wish I could, like, talk about from here to eternity. It's a brand-new book. It's incredible. It's his revelry of spending his summers in San Tropez. But he's also a screenwriter. He writes me this note, and he says, um, you know, you should just take it because it was a $2 million option. He says, with $2 million, you could send your kids to school and blah, blah, blah. And it, it kind of freaked me out a little bit, right? And I'm all... Yeah wow, maybe I should just take it and, you know, because I really want the movie made and I didn't necessarily, I mean, the money's nice, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I like money as much as the next person. But I realized he had me all freaked out. Oh, my God, I should take this. And I went, whoa, 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 wait. That is a fear-based response. Yep. That is, I'm afraid I'm not going to get another offer that's actually going to make the movie. <laughs> yeah, and what's that all about? So how did, you, how did you kind of reframe that for yourself and shift your thinking? I responded to him by saying exactly this. That, come, that, that response comes from a place of fear. I actually wanted to help him. Mm. So I told him that response is coming from a place of fear. What do I have to be afraid of? I have nothing to be afraid of. It's kind no. of the shrug your shoulders and keep going, you know what I mean? And you, yeah. if you have your vision, and this is obviously it's going to segue to the vision, if you have your vision very clear in your mind and you're just going to stick to make that happen, you know, all of that is a lot of noise. Yeah. yeah. You know? So how did you reconcile, Michelle? Because I'm sure there are some people out there saying, You know, how could you say no to the certainty of $2 million coming into your life? I mean, isn't that a fear in and of itself that you might never get any money for for this this play? So how do you reconcile that? Because I have everything that I will ever want and need in my life right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So $2 million, that's awesome. Of course I want $2 million, but it's not... The potential anyway is more like $10 million, mm-hmm. and we've already had that put on the table. But if I don't get $2 million tomorrow or the next day, what will it mean? It will mean nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really about letting go of that outcome. It doesn't matter. I mean, right. my vision is the movie getting made. My vision is not necessarily, right. it's like I yeah. said earlier, your, the money is usually a side effect. Of your vision. Right. Right. So I'm so to your listeners, you have to uh, uh, shoot. Um, <laughs> you have to realize that it's not going to hurt you uh-huh. to to not accept what is less than your vision. It's not going to hurt. I'm sorry, this That's okay. my other phone is going off. Um, anyway, just really understanding 
that there's nothing to be afraid of. If you have a good life in the first place, which I do, I have an amazing life. I do more. I, you would die if you heard everything I've done in the last couple of months. <sighs> this is not working out. The second. Okay. Cheryl, I can't talk. Um, <laughs> I couldn't find the ignore. It's a new phone. Hi, Sorry, listeners. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, you know, that is, uh, that is critical. It's understanding that there's nothing to be afraid of. There's absolutely nothing to be, if, if you've already gotten on your journey anyway. Okay. So if you're going to, if you're going to pick up second bloom and you're going to go through all of those steps and you've gone to a certain point of happiness and you're ratcheting it up and you're ratcheting it up by going after every single vision that you've ever wanted, accepting less and what you want is not going to get you what you want. And if the money really is just, a, it's just a side effect. And in the end, I'm going to get $10 million. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Because you're, you're manifesting that. That's on your vision board. $8 million, but we're going for the 10 <laughs> Well, I have a partner, so I have There you quit. go. All right. <laughs> All right. So a few mil will fall out of the sky for, from some other project that you've got on the, on the burners. I'm sure of it. But I think the point that we're talking about here, Michelle, is such an important and valid point because if, you know, the answers for none of us are outside of ourselves. All those answers are within us, right? And if we can just find the joy, the simple joy, and realign ourselves with our values and love the life we have, then the other things are are wonderful dreams to manifest and we can detach from the fear, it's just, yes, it's about being in the moment. We've mm-hmm. talked a little bit about that today, staying in the moment, being present, and recognizing that all of these wonderful things are already, for the most part, for me anyway, they're here already. I have yes. more than I could ever want or need, and at the end of the day, I'm going to have even more than that. And, I mean, the manifesting and really feeling like, it will be there. In fact, I love saying this out loud to you with this much confidence because it's reinforcing my own in- internal messages. Yes, yes. So do any of the steps in Second Bloom talk about that, talk about the affirmation work or Well, that's kind of all, yeah, it's all sort of integrated into the book. Everything is, um, as we go through it and we talk about it, it's all just naturally organic to the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we really kind of like under step six from the fear and list the challenges is, you know, at the same time, we show you how to flip it around. Mm-hmm. And what how our negative self-talk, I have a newsletter if any of your listeners want to sign up for it because I Absolutely. talk about all of this, this stuff in it. It's on the, the website, second-bloom.com. You can sign up there. The, um, you know, the, your, your negative self-talk. What I just said about enjoying saying this all out loud, that's how I talk to myself. Mm-hmm. I don't look at myself in the mirror every day and say, you suck. <laughs> yeah, that, that wouldn't be manifesting $8 million, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, that would be manifesting a sucky life. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, and this, again, this is a journey for me, and, it, and I've gone a long ways with that. When I look at myself in the mirror, I say things like, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, you're wonderful, you can do anything, go after your dreams. I mean, I wake up every day and I feel really good about myself. I don't feel vain about it. I don't feel bad about it. Women have a hard time with that too. Who cares? 
nobody hears what I'm saying to myself. Right, right. (laughs) And even if they did, so what? Because it's all true. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I can't believe, and I'm happily married, and this is just a very funny side benefit. I can't believe how many men come on to me all the time now because I walk around with such confidence, and I feel Mm -hmm. awesome about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll do it, wedding ring or not. They love that confidence and that beauty. I think, you know, energy is just so much more um, kinesthetic than people give it credit for. I mean, they can feel it. You just feel it when you walk into a room and somebody is confident and full of life. It's charisma. That's that, yeah, that thing that, that people yeah. are like always, oh, charisma, I don't know how to get that. It's charisma. It's projecting that and also the laws of attraction as you know you pull more of that positive stuff in your life and you basically the negative people oh negative people can't stand to be around me oh oh, no but that's okay because it's a (laughs) win-win exactly i don't want them around me anyway go away (laughs) (laughs) so michelle we've got oh about a minute and a half left to our show Tell us a little bit more about, you know, where we can learn more about you and your workshops and what some next steps are for the people listening to this great show. Well, um, we basically are, you know, we're willing to put on workshops. We have to always have at least enough people interested that if we go to a particular region that we can fill the room. We don't have any workshops coming up. We just did one two weeks ago. Um, but if you want us to put on a workshop in your area, please go to the website, second-bloom.com. You can order the book there. You can order the book on Amazon. Um, my publishing company, we also have other self-help books there. As I mentioned, we have A Feast at the Beach that's coming out, which is a sumptuous French book. It has French recipes from the author's childhood. It's his memoir of spending his summers in Saint-Tropez. We have another self-help book that's wonderful called Achieving the Balanced Dream by Bo Bradley, and that's also on 3lpublishing.com. It's in the catalog of books. Um, And then we have another wonderful self-help book called Be the Hammer, Not the Nail. Last but not least, this is our bestseller right now. It's called Our Stimulus Package. If you just want to unplug and laugh your behind off, that Uh book is incredible. Um, But it's racy, so it's not for the faint of heart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Michelle Gamble Risley, you have just been a delight to have on the show. And uh, I can't wait to get your book. I'm looking forward to that and speaking to you again someday in the future. Thank you. You're welcome. I had a blast. And please, Marla, know that you have access to all my authors Thank anytime you, you want to bring them on your show. And I will do that. Thank you. Inside Network on If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get